The Aussie NFL Fantasy Show would like to acknowledge the traditional land owners and the leaders past, present and emerging of Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal countries where we are working from today. This always was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. With what we're looking at, it is not great. Look, Goff, I was looking at him in the first round. He wasn't, but I was rattled at wide receiver this week. I guarantee I go last. Yeah, wide receiver is very, very interesting. I'm not sure about really any of them. So we'll just say per Dr. Wood. Yeah, I wasn't actually, I was thinking about picking him up, but then, yeah, I just didn't. I'm going with Irv Smith Jr. Ooh, nice. Smooches. Smooches will have to wait. Smooches, <laughs> I was ready for that one. The season is over and, uh, gee, it's time for some fun. Of course, you know me. I'm Matty C. Welcome into the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. But it's kind of a bit of a remix. We're doing the Aussie NFL Fantasy kind of playoff show. With me today, Manjot. Welcome back, man. Yeah, I'm glad to be back, you know. It's love to see the boys again, you know. Been a long while since I've seen you guys. It's always good to come back, you know. You know what I'm saying? Hundred percent good <laughs> to have you back. Taylor, welcome back, mate. Absolutely stoked to be back, Maddie. Uh obviously the circumstances of last week uh yeah. didn't really uh seem like it was the right thing to do to come on in the first place and I think we all sort of you know needed to take that time away and be with our families and everything so it, it was really really good to have that time and and the episode you did was great uh just to oh, thanks, re- mate. recap everything that you know we sort of couldn't at the time so uh mate absolutely looking forward to, to getting in and talking a bit of shit about the year that we just had yeah yeah definitely this is the week yeah. for last week was a week for a bit of quiet reflection and I think uh the way we present it really wasn't a suitable time for that last week. This week is, and we are celebrating it by bringing in all of the family. Not only is Ian going to be the cast of this show going forward for the rest of the NFL playoffs right through to the Super Bowl, but ladies and gentlemen, Marky Mark is going to join us as well, and he's right here. Marky Mark, welcome back. Hey. Ahoy, my fantasy brethren. <laughs> and what I love about this, Marky Mark, is you complete the set. Everyone's team made the playoffs. Just yeah, an idea. Yeah. Let's do the roll call. Mark, Dolphins. Hello. Jags, of course. 49ers. And Taylor, yes, sir, your, your team good. made the playoffs too, didn't they? Oh, we're talking about fantasy? Yeah, um, one of them did. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I deserve well, that. Uh, I deserve that. Uh, how about you? How about you guys in Astro? Um, Matty? <laughs> Matty has left the building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to go to the other two. I thought I'd just fire at one guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do, mate. Um, hey, so, look, he's winning Astro 49ers winning the Super Bowl. Let's, let's put that one out. <laughs> and then Matty gets a huge dump of water on his head for the second I cannot point. wait for that because I own the James Conner bet. Let's talk, let's talk oh, about yeah. this from the outset. I'll own up to this. I was in the Montgomery camp. Tay, aren't you glad you didn't talk me out of it? I just oh, I don't know what exactly I'm picturing, but I, I just picture like someone going really slow, but still catching someone from behind. Like Connor started so slow with all the injuries, and he just slowly worked his way back. It was like Ned, it was like Ned Flan, uh, or sorry, Homer chasing the Flanders kids in, in the Simpsons trying to catch the car. Yeah, or the fairy tale known as the hare and the tortoise. <laughs> That's the image. Yeah, yeah, tortoise and the hare. Yeah, That's the one. I, I think you've been very generous about it. I think I was lucky to hang in there with the lead as long as I did. Um, and for a while there, I was thinking, my God, this might actually come off. 
Um, so I think I think the right half won that, to be honest, Taylor. I think your analysis right on. I was probably being a little bold. You called me on it. And I'm going to earn that two litres of water. <laughs> so thank you, mate, in advance. <laughs> to be fair, though, you did agree with me when I did the, the whole buy low, sell high thing. Uh, my buy low for the second half of the year was Connor because yeah. he'd missed so much time. And um, I know even Manjot went and got him in, in content. Like, I'm pretty sure anyone that went and got him for that second half of the year would have been stoked. I think he was, like, running back four for the second half of the year. So, yeah, it was it was just a really good finish. And the problem is, like you mentioned with him, is injuries. And that's exactly what caught up with him in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, almost got me a championship. God dang. That yeah, when one, he plays, is good, that right? Trade on, yeah, that one trade almost got me that championship. Almost got me third place as well. <laughs> yeah. We, almost there. Uh, as, as a group, Taylor really is the guy to talk about championships because he won the Astro League. And we will give Taylor a big chance to talk about that. But just on the whole, real broad brushstroke stuff, maybe it's a good time to just quickly do a quick review of how we feel like we went with our fantasy seasons. I want to throw it to Marky Mark first because Marky Mark also plays in a better bajillion leagues. We discovered over the course of the year... Manjot's in 100, Taylor's in 100, I'm in a few as well. Marky Mark, you're in a bunch. How did you feel your fantasy season went? Uh, look, for the most part, I'm in more dynasties than I am redraft. Astro is my only redraft, um, yep. to which I've struggled mm-hmm. since 2019. Um, but I think it swings and roundabouts. I had some really good luck before I won the title, and then I think it was sort of make uh, break-even time. Um, dynasties, I'm pretty close across the board. I've got... I think I was in 11 leagues and seven of them I made playoffs. Um, a handful of those I made it to the second week and then just fell away. Like um, I, I had a shock horror. I have a lot of in, uh, investment in tour. Don't know why, <laughs> but I do. Um, so obviously when he fell off a bit, uh, sorry, when he was injured, um, yeah. I lost that. Um, but my strategy has always been go heavy there in positions you can bank on. So quarterback... Um, wide receiver. So a lot of the guys that I drafted early on that took a little bit to come on are starting to come on. So better times ahead. Mm. I think I'm, I'm pretty close, hopefully knocking on the door and eventually I'll kick it down. Yeah, there you go. So we actually, we met in a couple of fantasy playoffs this year as well. And I think we split the honors, which was kind of nice. We did. Um, but I, and I'm in the same boat. I more. Oh, come off Like it. you normally do. <laughs> come off it. Uh, but I think that's nice because we've both taken very similar routes with the way we play Dynasty. We, we in the startup, we'll often trade out, invest for the future, play the long game, and we've both been in some leagues long enough to, to start seeing that kind of success. So it's kind of cool when two of us who've been toward the bottom of some of these leagues get to start meeting in playoffs. Um, and nice to share the honours with you, mate. That's it. And you. Well, Thank you, mate. you've had a pretty interesting year because you play in some cool formats too. I don't know where better to yeah. start than the Indian IDP dynasty. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, you know, me and my boy, Big Nash, won the championship. And my Go IDP. <laughs> uh, yeah, first year playing IDP, scored 272 in the final. You know, you can call me an IDP natural at this point. You know, first year, first championship. I was almost... Almost just like that in fantasy too, you know, like actual like um like redraft that everyone plays because I I was this close I was this close to capturing one back in 2015 my first almost got that title but yeah I 
I had a good run. Had a good run there. It was it was great. It was the only league I won as well. Unfortunately, I played eleven leagues. Wow. Uh, I got into two other finals. Our COVID nineteen dynasty league, unfortunately, fell short by about fifty points. Mainly because Tua didn't play in that in in week seventeen, so I, I was kind of dead at that point. And and also, I had this sixteen team league, and no one resumed the game after what happened with the Bills and the Bengals, which is which is completely fair. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I had Allen and I think I had Allen. No, I had Borrow. That's right. I had Borrow and Dawson Knox against Allen and Tyler Boyd, and I had to make up like two points when the game was stopped. So it was incredibly close. Almost got the job done, but you know things are more important. You know, yep. Demar Hamlin and all that. That's way more important. I came in fourth place in in our content team league. Very proud. Yep. Probably was a good commissioner as well. It was good. Good I first agree. time experience of being a commissioner. I think that was. I think that was a fun league. I kept. I kept everyone's interest as, as long as I could. I think that league went. Went a good way. I think we can get Marky Mark in next year. Maybe add him one, one second league figure redrafting there, Mark. I think, I think you deserve another redraft league, in my opinion. So we'll add you. We'll see if another Aussie NFL content creator wants to jump on board, or just another yeah. Aussie NFL fantasy player. You know, I think, I think that would be good just to have another go at being commissioner of the league. Just yeah. maybe make a few changes here or there. I'd like to be. I'd like to start the dynasty with those guys as well. Perhaps have Marcus Commission or something. You know, yeah. yeah all He's this an excellent dynasty Marcus. commissioner. Excellent. Yeah, I think getting Mark in as commissioner that that'd be fun. Uh yeah. But apart from that, you know, I made so yeah. I made three finals, one one. Hey. I made five semifinals, including those three teams that made the final out of eleven leagues. So I had a pretty mixed hey, well deal. Done. Yeah, apart, yeah, the teams that didn't make the playoffs were absolute garbage, pretty much like second last, third last in every league. And then the teams that did make it all made semis after winning week one or had the buy in week one. So, look, it was a mixed year, but I'll take it. I'll take it. That was that was good. I think I was balancing a lot of things. Fantasy wasn't really my top priority across the season. So next season, I might have to spend a little bit more time on my fantasy craft a bit, just get a few more trades done here and there. I think I got to get Taylor with some tips. But I'm sure we can win the IDP league we just joined. So that might be another yeah. league to add to my resume. Hopefully that happens, you know. That'll be yeah. an interesting one because all four of us here are involved with that IDP that you just mentioned. One team, man. That's just yeah. that's going to be crazy. But yeah. yeah. Now Taylor had an interesting old year too. You're in a billion leagues, Tay, and um, mate, we even went head to head in the final somewhere along the way. Give us a little bit of a review of how your fantasy year went, mate. Yeah, it's been a it's been a funny ride for me in the last three years since we started the podcast, Maddie. I could not have started with a worse year and I felt like I was happy with all the analysis and everything I was doing in that first year uh, that we started and I could not have had a worse year. I, I 
you know, I've, I talked about it on the podcast. I think it was like, was a five and 26 between five. Oh, it might have been worse. It was an unbelievable bad. bad start in multiple leagues I could possibly have thought of. And then last year, I basically thought I had the best year I'd ever had. Uh, obviously, winning the Astro, winning the first year of the startup dynasty that me and my good mates uh, put together, and then had, had some pretty decent results in other leagues as well without winning. And then this year, I actually went better. I actually won three leagues this year. Uh, out of the nine that I'm in. Uh, I, I more say it's eight because one of them was the Megla Bowl and it's 15,000 people in it. Yeah. And so you don't, the chances of me winning that one are not exactly great. Uh, but um, so in terms of like ones that you're, you know, between 10 and 16 team leagues, I only really had eight uh, and was able to win wow. three of them. So I was, I was pretty proud of that. And, uh, only two of them, only two teams uh, of those eight didn't actually make the playoffs. So I was able to make six playoffs. So wow. um, I was I was really, really happy with that. Obviously, I made a grand final that I was unfortunately lost to you. Got absolutely spanked. My team just uh, had an unbelievable regular season and decided uh. to hit the bed in the playoffs. But it, it is what Unreal. it is. I'm happy of second in that league. And uh, I also made the semis of a, of a league that's actually going to week 18 this week. I, I, I happened to lose last week. So... Yeah, um, look, in the end, I've been absolutely stoked with this year. Uh, I feel like I've made a lot of the right trades. So, you know, I had some leagues, I've made some trades I probably would have taken back. But I think overall, if you're hitting 60 or 70% of your trades, you're doing the right thing. Um, yeah, and that's wild. That's pretty, especially in Astro, because uh, I obviously went back-to-back in that league. And I know Marky Marks even said it's, it's really, really hard to go back-to-back picking from 16 because you don't really get a difference maker in the first round. And I, I think I, I did a pretty decent job of, of using my trades and using the best part of my fantasy game to sort yep. of turn my team into something that I thought could win a title because it's really, really hard without that difference maker. So you feel like you actually have to do trades to actually pick one up. So yep. that's, that's basically hmm. what I did to try and build a team that, you know, had a good enough ceiling to win an Astro League title. And I mean, you saw the caliber of the teams who make that playoff. Tay, you've had a good team all year and you scraped into sixth with just a bit of, um, I don't know, I kind of feel like it was a bit just desserts because your team was better than its record for a long time. And then you get in and still nothing's guaranteed. You had to put up three pretty tough weeks where you had to beat three, two and one in order to get to the, <laughs> to get the title. So it doesn't get any harder than that. Um, but, mate, we'll, what we might do is we'll get Manjot through to talk about his pastries and then we'll get you to talk about some of your championship run um, and, and that part of the fantasy season. And then we'll get into some games because that's kind of what the playoffs are all about for us with the fantasy season kind of over. We get to play some, some you know, more invented fantasy games and, and just try and keep the fun going through the NFL playoffs. They're so sweet and fresh. Really? Yeah. Thanks for calling pastries. <laughs> Thanks for calling pastries. Pastries, pastries. That's got all my pastries. Pastries, pastries. We get a while they hot. Yeah, there's there better be playing that shit at these heads, to be honest. That that shit would bring more more people to the club, honestly. Like that draft itself would bring more people to the club. hundred uh, percent so. After yeah, we record on a Wednesday night, I spent a fair bit of Thursday and Friday walking around the house in the evening going, Thanks, 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 Thanks,
yeah. it just it gets in there, especially when I'm editing it too, and I hear it more times. Yeah. 100% infectious. Yeah, I might have to not change the music like I planned. This might could have been the last time, but it's not going to be. Don't worry. Um, yeah, look, you know, a lot of football we haven't covered recently due to the Hamlin news. First off, uh, got to give a special pastry today to DeMar Hamlin. Go give him the Life Pastry Performer Award for just, you know, surviving everything that happened to him. Uh, very a lot of respect to Demar Hamlin. A lot of respect to his family. You know, we all were supporting him. I think I got given another page to the football community. You know, everyone was really rallying behind Demar Hamlin over the past week. So I think a lot of well-deserved football people deserve pastries today because of what what they've done over the past week to rally behind this young man. I think, you know, a lot of respect got to go out there because, look, it's been a tough time, but everyone just came together for the man, yeah. you know, raised like 8 million US dollars in charity for his charity and everything. You know, just a lot of inspirational things going on there in the NFL world, you know, during a tough time. So massive shout out to the football community. It's a great... There's a great way to come together during such a tough time, you know. So, yeah, hopefully DeMar recovers. I heard he got out of hospital today. I did post yeah. that on Patient Press as well. So it's, it was very, very good to see that. So, you know, massive shout out to Hamlin and all his family just just for everything, you know, just for everything they've done for the game so far. He, he's a pretty good player too. I was actually yeah. looking into him. Uh, as an IDP candidate as well, to be honest, we'll just talk about IEPs. Hopefully, you know, hopefully if he does want to go back to football, if that's what he wants to do, that he can go back to football. If he doesn't, if he has a good, you know, rest of his life, no more problems as well. So, look, that was just my little bit of on Demar Hamlin, but well-deserved pastry for him. He, he deserves, I, I'd probably give him a billion pastries, you know, but... Uh, yeah, there you go, man. Yeah, that's a great my, place to start, man. John, what a great place yeah. to start. So, and a big yeah. bravo. I just want to pile in on this as well. A big bravo to the football community because what Manjot yeah. said, and, and I think we're good witnesses to this between us four plus Ian. Um, I don't think it's easy to get five blokes to get together and talk about how they feel and be really vulnerable with each other about something that's you know, we all saw the same thing and um, and everyone receives it in a different way and it can can leave an impact on people in a different way. And and we're probably a good testament to seeing you know, so five blokes and we we're all in a spot where we could really share with each other how we how we're impacted by it, support each other, really offer each other a lot of a lot of care and love. And I think I don't think we're the only place where that happened, but it was really cool to be in an environment where when something like that happens, that's the response. Um, and I yeah. think that's something that blokes don't usually sort of do. And I think it probably happened quite a lot in the last week or so. Um, and I just kind of feel lucky to be involved in groups where that's, that's yeah, 100%, the default. You know, 100%. Yeah, that's the certain, you know. And, yeah, just wanted to give DeMar a pastry, you know, for everything he's gone through. Uh, apart from that, I don't really remember too much from week 17, to be honest. It wasn't too yeah. good of a week, but, hey, there Brock was Purdy gets a pastry. <laughs> yeah, 
I would have had Mike Evans as my page performer of the week. He was just he was incredible against the Panthers. I thought he was he him and Tom Brady were absolutely on fire. I actually called it as well on Instagram on Good Egg Yeah, you did. I did say uh, I said I said Brady would have 350, 300 passing yards and two plus passing touchdowns. He did more than that. Evans, absolute monster, 10 catches, 207 yards, three touchdowns. I thought that was more than deserving a patient performer of the week, in my opinion. So Evans going them, getting them into the playoffs, 100% deserved it. So there you go. There's, there's last week pretty much covered for you guys. That was pretty much all I had. I heard um, you also say... Oh, top 10 wide receiver Mike Evans for the first time in quite a few weeks. Yeah, so, I, I have to bring it back now. I have to bring it back now. He just needs a QB. He just needs a QB again, and then he'll be good. That's what we were all saying, like, what, 2014 until 2019, and we're going to be saying it again for the next few years, I think. But who knows? Blaine Gavitt could be the guy for them. So hopefully... Hopefully it all works out for Mike Evans. Hopefully we can get back in the top 10 because, I mean, he doesn't really have as many years as I'm saying he could have, but I think he's got enough years in him that he could still be a good wide receiver. Definitely would be in the Hall of Fame at some point if he just keeps going in this trajectory, to be honest. Yes, he's been really yeah. good for a long time. Uh, so yeah. week 18 is a weird week because you get – God, he only knows what trotting out on that field sometimes. I mean, Marky Mark will tell you, that Dolphins team doesn't look like your standard Dolphins team trying to win a playoff game. Yet they go out and somehow they win, which was, mate, at some point they were just going to put actual Dolphins on the field. They were out of players. Okay. First up, why you guys scored the safety at the end? Could have, could have gone into the playoffs of a 6-9, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we could have. Yeah. Missing the jokes here. Come on, Dolphins, bro. We'll you talk to Mikey. Into- Mikey's your guy. Yeah. Get him yeah. on the phone. Get him yeah, on the I phone. Jack Wilson loves the 69. <laughs> I saw the picture of him and Salah, you know, coming together at the end there. You know, San Francisco love and everything. It's just, it's, it's great to see all the boys, you know, um, love each other after a tough week. You know, and I was I'm I like both those teams, the Dolphins and the Jets, because their head coaches always, always were my favorites at the Niners, and you know, just I, I'm glad that Dolphins in the playoffs. You know, I feel a bit bad that Jets didn't make it. Uh, I hope the Dolphins, you know, have a good game against the Bills. I know it'll be a tough one, but I hope they they put up a fight. I think I think it'll be it'll be something we'd love to watch. Look. I, I gotta give a patient to Joe Flacco. I know he's definitely tanking that game. There's no way there's he's still got that Ravens guy in him. There's no way he was letting the Steelers into the playoffs. He definitely was tanking that game. I know for certain. I, I've got to give him the tanking patient form of the week and Lobby Smith has to get the opposite of that because I don't know how the Texans just absolutely choked the number one pick. Uh, Lovey didn't deserve to get fired. I'll put that one out there. But look, they Lovie just tanked. Was getting fired. That they was the fucked up the tank. Due to that franchise. I love that they yeah. convert a fourth and 20 <laughs> to keep it alive and then convert the two-pointer. Like, wow. Talk about snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, Colts. Well done. <laughs> I want to believe that. <laughs> I want to believe that he knew that he was going to be fired and thought, you know what? Fuck you. Kiss that number one pick goodbye. He 100%, yeah. that's, he 100% did. 
I love that. That's exactly yeah. what he did. Do you know that's the only only play of a fourth and twenty all season that's been completed, and it was that that game. <laughs> that one. Game. That's amazing. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I love that. All right. So uh, and Lovey gets that. So Joe gets the tanker. But what what are we calling Lovey's award? Ah, uh, I call it like a Roman winner or something. Wait, what was Taylor suggesting? The fuck you, pastry. Fuck you, Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a. Uh, I know that in the NBA they have the Le fuck you crease that LeBron puts up. I think there's got to be something <laughs> like uh, I don't know, like the fuck you win right there by by Lovey Smith. I think this dude. So good. Yeah, look, wrongfully fired. I definitely have a few controversial takes on that. I think the Texans, I, I don't think they, they're a good franchise at all. They're going to be in, in hell for like 10 years for doing this. So the back-to-back years too. So look, Texans, don't know what's happened to you. But look, Colts, definitely a laughing stock. They're still going to keep Jeff Saturday apparently. I've heard rumors no. that he has a strong chance. There's no way. I, I saw something. I saw something from some insiders today that said that that he could be a strong chance to get that head coaching job still. Oh, so, I hope oh, so, boy, that's... <laughs> Being in that division, Taylor and I hope so. now than he was eight weeks ago. <laughs> yep. Yep, all those yeah. wins, mate, they, they help. <laughs> all those wins, yeah. <laughs> hang on, in his tenure, they beat the Raiders and that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, Derek Clark sacrificed his whole job, so... Jeff Saturday could could keep his. Yeah. That's what I heard. So That's imagine what, what it's going to be like when Carr winds up in a Colts jersey next year. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. This is for Gide Gridiron. End of the yeah. car. Bring in the yeah, car. Yeah, look, hopefully we can get some of you boys on Gide Gridiron. That would be good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking enough around the room, boys. The Texans. I think that was enough talking about the Texans because we don't touch about we don't touch those two teams on good egg right The Colts and Texans. No, no, too good for that show. Too good. They have to get into lock stocks. Look, um yeah, I've got to give one to the Jaguars, just the whole team. Uh inspirational as hell victory against oh. the, the Titans. It was it was a great win. Uh Maddie got to give you a pastry for freaking just keeping together and supporting this team for like what twenty years now is to yeah, yeah yeah the scars are deep yeah <laughs> yeah twenty years of well like three division titles I can't imagine so look God give you a patient for that the same go, amount I'll, of division I'll give you some insight on that I yeah. uh, I told a few group chats about our bet and yeah. I had multiple different people from different group chats say. You know someone that has supported the Jags for more than nine years. What is wrong with that guy? And honestly, <laughs> I, I I couldn't give. I didn't. I didn't have enough time to tell him everything that's wrong with you, Maddie. See, <laughs> no, no, I'm on a mental health plan, and I have been for a very long time. <laughs> I think one of them was just like, "Is he okay?" And I just wrote back, "No." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, all these things are true. I, I, I've got no defense. The heart wants what it wants, Tay. <laughs> But look, yeah. you held out for nine years and now you're getting beer. I am, you know, and it's going to taste, I assume, really good. <laughs> Maybe. I don't remember what it tastes like. Yeah. I can remember what it feels like to hand a big guy a 12-pack of beer. I've done I've done that pretty consistently. You can set your watch to it, mate. But am <laughs> bankrupt this year. Yeah. Man, it's going to be, it's rough. It's rough. Uh, yeah, another special pastry. 
uh, similar in vain to the Demar Hamlin one, but uh, a bit less tragic. Uh, just a career pastry for JJ Watt. I was very uh, first time I've ever been happy with a guy sacking my team's QB was when I saw JJ Watt get a couple sacks yesterday. Yeah, like, yeah I, I was. I was always a huge JJ Watt fan growing up. He was always the first defender I pretty much talked about, like consistently. That wasn't a 49er. So, just to show off my football knowledge, I always used to talk about JJ Watt like a trillion times. So, look, JJ Watt, he was, it, he was definitely the best defender of this generation. I, I think uh, you could put a case with Sherman and Donald and, and his brother TJ Warren and all of these guys, but I got JJ number one. His dominance was just absolutely incredible. The past decade was definitely a JJ Watt decade. So go give him a defensive page performer of the decade award as well for just the 2010s. Just was absolutely incredible, incredible decade of football right there from JJ Watt. So he, he deserves all the credit. I hope he has a good retirement. I yeah. wish he was still playing because he's still playing at such a high level. I just wish injuries just didn't catch up with him at the end. Yeah. But look, that's the way football is sometimes. I'm, I'm happy that JJ is going to go out somewhere. So hopefully, JJ, you're listening. You have a good good career. Um, Sorry, good retirement after a great career. I'd back that in that he he's I, I feel he's a better defender than Sherman or his brother because his hands in the dirt. You they know where he is. Yeah. You know, TJ can move around the line. Sherman can if if he did blitz, although he's more outside. Um they're harder to read. They know where he is and they yeah. still couldn't stop him. Yeah, exactly. Pretty thankless he work, isn't it? And we saw a lot of him being in the caught- AFC. Yeah, and in the AFC South. Yeah. He was in your but even Marky Mark, he saw him a lot too, just from being in the AFC yeah. as well. You just see the player more when you're in the same conference, you know. Yeah, I still can't believe he got robbed in 2014 of MVP. That was just that's just disgraceful. He was he wasn't even just doing sacks; he was catching touchdowns back then too. He got like remember five. those thought, days? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, we'll be blessed right now to have like a tight end with that sort of consistency in fantasy, <laughs> like five <laughs> touchdowns. That's that's good enough for what sixteenth or something nowadays. Like oh, he'd be, generation, he'd be top five. Could not compare. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, that make him top five, would it? <laughs> he'd be Taysom. It'd be Taysom, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's top Even. one, though. Yeah, everyone, everyone. If Evan Ingram could be top five, anyone could be top five. <laughs> yeah, even even JJ Watt. He, man, <laughs> imagine IDPs back in 2014. You have JJ Watt catching touchdowns, first overall pick in my in my IDP draft for sure. But yeah, yeah, catching them and Dontari Poe throwing them like it's just oh, linemen used yeah. to do all sorts of cool stuff they don't do anymore. Bring it back. <laughs> oh, come on, bring him back. Oh, do you remember when Dan was it Dan Connolly? Yeah, the kickoff return. I still think about it all the time. He should score that touchdown. I I still think about that every single day. I get Facebook comments about it still because <laughs> I posted a I posted a comment about about it like about a month ago on yeah. Facebook and people still reply to that. So I still remember that play. That's so funny all the time. Yeah, yeah, chucking look, it up. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be enough of the the Patriots. I think there's a lot to go through today. I think we're going to have a patient performance of regular season as well, you know, just for everyone to get get in my face about. But look, 
Let's start off. Where can we start off? The rookie page form of the week. Here we go. Boy, it was tough. It was tough to think. Yeah, it was tough to think about um, who to who to choose this week. But I'm going to go Kenny Pickett. I think this dude, I mean, he didn't have the best stats, but I'm just going to give it to him because I think he's a guy that really can develop into a superstar quarterback. I think I've seen a lot of signs recently. I think him and Pickens can really develop that connection. And he's been trying his heart out the last month. So this is really not about this league. It's probably more about the past month. I've seen a good amount of development in Kenny Pickett. I think he deserves it. Uh, pretty hard done by Brock Purdy, to be honest. I think, I think Pickett, he deserves a lot of credit for what he's doing right now. And without them, Mike Tom would have had his first losing season as a head coach in his career. So mm-hmm. look, Kenny Pickett kept the stat alive. I'm going to go a bit of a pivot quickly to, to offensive pace performance, just because I feel like this one's a bit more refined than the defensive ones. This shows how much lack of preparation I've had having this on a Tuesday because usually I would have done yeah. my team of the week by now. So then good I gridirons tomorrow or something. So anyway, yeah, offensive. Look, I-, I would love to give one to Kittle. You know, he's just been absolutely balling as a tight end, two touchdowns. Uh, where was this during fantasy season, George? Like, I just needed, like, uh, I needed these two touchdowns in that semifinal against Maddie. You just needed to transfer that back of the end zone catch just to give me that, just to give me that, um, that one win. I'm going with that. So, yeah, Kittle, I thought he, I think he's been doing incredible as a fantasy football tight end. Uh, recently, and he was a great playoff MVP for fantasy football. I'll yes. give him that. So, look, Kittle deserves it a hundred percent. Now, AFC. Now, this one's a little bit tougher. A lot of performers across the board. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Step on Diggs. I yeah. thought. I thought it was a bit rough. A bit rough. I didn't want to give it to Davis Mills or Russell Wilson, to be honest. Oh, screw them. Bit yeah, bit of an agenda. So I'm going safe, going digs. You know, I was, I had a bit of an agenda against Russell Wilson giving it to him this week, but Stefan Diggs, I'll give it to him. He deserves it. Look, seven catches, 104 yards, a touchdown. Pretty modest stat line, but I, I thought he's still pretty good against New England. I love that commentator's curse where it was like, oh, yeah, Diggs hasn't had a yeah. catch in the second so half. And then, and then just... yeah, bomb, Diggs, touchdown. And Mike Tirico yeah. totally just had to eat yeah. his words at the moment. He's like, speaking of Diggs. <laughs> yeah, Jim Nance was absolutely fuming after totally. that, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Romo always have the best announcer jinxes. That's always during Bill's <laughs> That's games right. Yeah, sorry. Tariqo was the uh, Packers game. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, go give the line. Gotta watch the football. <laughs> yeah, they they gotta get some team they gotta get some team patient performance as well, the Lions. Uh boy. I'm gonna give Alex Highsmith defensive patient performer in the AFC. I feel like I robbed this guy too much of any patient performance. This one definitely is a definitely he deserves a lot a lot of love for me now that I've robbed him so many weeks ever since week one. Eight total tackles, two and a half sacks. Great performance by him against the the Browns. I thought he did absolutely well. I think NFC 
Look, this might be too much of a high emotion thing. I'm giving JJ Watt his final page performer yeah. of the week. <laughs> A, a two-sack game against the Niners. He led the NFC in sacks, tied with Asian Hutchinson. Five total tackles as well. So, look, JJ Watt, one final page performer of the week to you. Massive congratulations. And thank you for a great career. Thank you for everything you've done for football. It's been incredible. Now, usually we have the fantasy page performer of the week. Uh, not many people except for a certain Taylor played fantasy football this week. So, unfortunately, that award might not be as relevant. But, hey, if there was, I'd probably give it to Kittle, to be honest. Being a fantasy tight end, I think, I think he, I think he'd get it. But, yeah, look, there's been, there's been a lot, been a lot of fantasy leagues that would have ended this week. So, a lot of them wouldn't have benefited from that Kittle game. But I, I've got to give it to Kittle. Just if you had him in the fantasy playoffs, it'd be out. You would have been stoked, just like me. It's pretty well your fantasy playoffs MVP, really. And I mean, we don't advocate for Week 18 playoffs because did you have fucking have a look at around the league and see who was on the field in some of these games? Like you just cannot rely on that to settle a championship. So like you know, we don't advocate for it. But yeah, I like the idea of giving that to Kittle because he has scored a lot of touchdowns, got a lot of receptions, a lot of yards since about Week 13. Hard to sort of go past him in a position where getting good value has been difficult. Yeah. Can I just have a minute then, to shoot a peanut gallery shot? Go any for it. Week, any, any leagues that play week 18 should be shut down immediately. Yeah. If you have funds, they should be refunded and the league commissioner Ooh. should be jailed. <laughs> yeah. Jailed. No, I, I second this. Yeah, I'm not even public defending any commissioner that does that shit. I'm not, even, prosecutor. I'm not even bringing that segment back for that. All leagues finish yes. in week 17. And yes. even then, wasn't yes. week 17 this year kind of iffy? <laughs> yeah. That was iffy, iffy stuff. I mean, yeah, it was weird. Week 17 was weird. But- and final word for this week. For Drum this roll. week's baseball. Look, Naheem Hines, he's got to get it 100%. If you're getting two kickoff return touchdowns in a single game, you've got to get a patient performer of the week. It's it's probably a travesty that I don't do special teams patient performers of the week. But this week, I've got to give my patient performer of the week to a special teams guy. And that's because I think he's got probably the play of the season, that opening kickoff return for a touchdown. After everything that happened this week, I thought yeah. definitely I, I rewatched that play at least twenty times. To be honest, at this point, I'm, I'm actually rewatching it right now. We're talking. I'm I'm rewatching that 101 yard kick return in the third quarter as well. Really set up the Bills' victory in the end. Yeah, I think I think Buffalo 100 percent won that game because Naheem Hines he set them up, eliminated the Patriots, which I know Marky yes. Mark loves. After years of torment, you can finally say to the Dolphins better than the Patriots now. So look, it's been it's been a rough road for a lot of people this week, but Naeem Hines brought a lot of joy to Buffalo. And it's gonna be controversial for me to say this, but I really do hope they win the Super Bowl even more than my even my own team. Like I even want them to win more than the Niners, I feel like half the time, like just thinking about this team. I think, yeah, definitely yeah. they deserve it a lot more than any other team in the league, even my own team, to be honest. So hopefully Buffalo wins. If not the Niners, you know, it, I hope it's the Bills. So 
100%, you know, Bills. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. And they just went in on it. I put up 40 fucking points and then none of it went to basically anyone. It didn't make any sense. It's okay, so I did the math wrong there. Oh, you definitely weren't wrong. I was just trying to work out what it had anything to do with TJ Moore. Aussie? Baker sucks pure ass. Well, he's so bad. I think it's Baker, to be honest. That's the problem. NFL? One should have been a Hall of Famer if he didn't get fucked up. You know, I'll, I'll take uh, Matty C's fucker. Fantasy. To the cult's credit, they've got great fans who send out death threats to people because they said that uh, their comment didn't age well. He had a photo, I'm assuming it was his kid. Looks like he was from Fraggle Rock. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I hope you don't listen to the rest of the fucking podcast. You'll fucking lose it even more. Like, I'm not the fan. AV or Lavion, they're both shitheads. I did prepare very, very well for the Page Performer of the Year awards, and not sure how much time constraints I have on this segment because, man, I'm probably cutting into the Dr. Good Call time. He's probably waiting a little too long out in the cold somewhere. Uh, we probably have to spin this off into two parts or something. But look, Page Performer of the Year awards, it's it's been. It's been a crazy NFL season, a great NFL season, I'd say. Probably the best or the second best after last year that I've seen. I think a few primetime games last year were just edged out this year, so that's what put last year over this year. But still, this year was an incredible year of NFL. So grateful. It's been over a year since I joined Aussie NFL Fantasy 2. Always grateful to the boys. So, look, my first full season on this show. Let's end it with a good one. The Pesh Performer of the Season Awards. Let's bring out the cards. All right. Rookie Pesh Performer of the Year. This one was controversial. A lot of people expect me to pick a certain someone because he plays my certain football team, but I'm not going to. I know Brock Purdy, he did a lot of good things this year. I know, but in all honesty, this has to be Garrett Wilson's Garrett Wilson. award. Uh, I'm, I have to give it to him. He's been playing consistently well across the entire season. Brock Purdy, if he played more games, if he played maybe two or three more games, I, I probably would have given it to him. Or if he got us the one seed or something, probably would have given it to him. If he wins us the Super Bowl, he does deserve Rookie of the Year. But for now... After regular season, it has to be Garrett Wilson's award. I, I can't take it away from him. Definitely the best rookie out there. I think if we're gonna, I probably split this as well. To be honest, rookie of the year. I think fair to put him as offensive rookie, in my opinion. Defensive rookie page performer. Just want to split them up because just because I want to pay respects. Go give it to Sauce Gardner. He's been absolutely incredible. This dude's been locking down receivers ever since he entered the league in week one of this season. I I don't know how a dude in his first NFL season can literally be considered the best at his position. We've seen a couple of dudes come in the last few years, like Jefferson, Creed Humphrey, who could be, you could say, have the same sort of thing where the first season they established themselves as the best player in the league at their position. I think Sauce Gardner definitely won those guys and definitely deserves this award 100%. So he's my defensive patient performer of the year. Garrett Wilson, my offensive patient performer of the year, rookie-wise, that is. So, look, well-deserved awards for them. Congrats to them. Patriots coming in their matches wow. as well. And delivered in a jet by the look of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, love Jets. Brees Hall, 
unfortunately couldn't win. If he if he played the full season, I was so certain he was going to win, man. He he was having such a blinder as well. So, look, Garrett, uh, make sure to share some of that pastry with Brees on my behalf because he deserves a ton. ton of credit. Yeah. It's a great rookie class out there, great drafting out there by the Jets. They, their entire front office deserves a lot of credit this season. You know, it didn't make playoffs and everything because Zach Wilson and all that quarterback shit, but they they had a good season. So well done, Jets. Good good on you. So offensive page performer of the year. No one else, but it's gotta be Justin Jefferson. This dude, absolutely incredible. I, I can't give it to anyone else. This guy, week in, week out, best wide receiver in the NFL. Even Taylor said it a couple of weeks ago, even when predicting badly against him, he said he'd pick him number one overall in fantasy next year. And that's 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 something I can get behind. Matthew Berry definitely stole that take like two days later as well. He he listened to our podcast first thing. That fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Berry. <laughs> yeah. Man, Berry, come on, bro. You gotta be honest. You on, stole man. that from Taylor, man. Too many bitter berries. Yeah, exactly. Matthew Dingleberry. Look, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Boysenberry. I'm sorry, man. You've got to take it, L. Bro, come on. Give us back our take. It was ours first. Look, um, mainly Taylor's that was. So offensive page performer overall, got to give it to Justin Jefferson. Defensive page performer, he's right behind me. He's right behind me. I'm, Maddie, you can argue this all you want. Kicker is My that. defensive Kicker. Yeah, which kicker is that? Is that Mitch uh, Wisnowski? Yes, Wisnowski. Yeah. It's Wisnowski. Yeah, the odd- he must have tackled a few guys. Mitch Wisnowski. Well done, Mitch Wisnowski. Yeah. Yeah, he does deserve the Aussie Page performer, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> he definitely won the award the, the most. <laughs> yeah. I think he deserves it. But look, this Joey Bosa. That's- <laughs> yeah, defensive. Yeah. The man with the most handsome chin. Joey Bosa. Uh, Along with Garoppolo, look at that great face, man. Nick Bosa, 100%. Oh, Nick Bosa. Look, I didn't yeah, even know look. there was a Nick. Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. I've heard of Joey. Man, I, I knew I was going to get a few takes. I know Cowboys fans going to hate me for not choosing Michael Parsons. I know people are going to give me a lot of shit for this. But look, yeah. Nick Bosa, by far and away, my defensive page performer of the year. There was a lot going into that. I've argued all of my points. He did a lot in one less game than Mike Parsons. He had better or similar stats. I've I've said this a million times, you know. I, I feel like I feel like I've almost just bored everyone to death with that yes. argument. But <laughs> you guys can have more of Nick Bosa's face right now because man, that's your defensive page performer of the year. This guy Incredible I season. Fair. I think, you know, best defender on the best defensive team we've seen this season. 100% got to be Nick Bosa. And look, he's the leader of that defense. Without him, there'd be no dominant San Francisco 49ers defense. Let's be real. So, look, Bosa deserves it. Hopefully, the NFL voters agree with me. If not, you got the higher vote. You got the higher honor, sorry, from me. The page performer was yeah. a higher honor. So, Nick Bosa, take this in stride. 100% you deserve it because, man, you've been absolutely incredible this season. So, take that pastry, man. Uh, hopefully, you win us a playoff game this weekend as well. 
Look, let's quickly run through the other ones. Um, fantasy pace performer of the season, 100% Jalen Hurts. He yeah. was an absolutely incredible pickup in fantasy this year for a lot of people. I think a lot of us d- doubted him in preseason as well, if he could be a top 10 guy. But he really proved himself to be... Yeah, <laughs> me? You're saying? Yeah, I did. I did. But uh, Taylor didn't, of course. He he rode him to a content team second place, which was pretty good. Uh, yeah, shame he got hurt like just before the fantasy yeah. playoffs too because he carried a lot of teams there. Yeah, so yeah, it him, felt awesome playing Andy Dalton in my dynasty uh, final um, instead of Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah, man, that's just that's the still one of pain. Still one. Yeah, there you go. Undefeated, undefeated. Day yeah, we were pretty Look. even on Hurts uh, at the start of the year too. Taylor was the the big believer at nine. Manjot was the big hater at eleven, and Maddie C was kind of medium at ten. So you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, not, I don't think anyone would have probably seen that rise coming where he'd be nah. the top quarterback. I feel bad almost to give it to a quarterback. I feel like Josh Jacobs should get it. I probably should. We should probably do a fantasy team of the year as well. You know, good egg, good iron style. Didn't didn't have time to think about that, but I'm sure Dr. Goodcall can have a Dr. Goodcall team of the year or something lined up in the next segment, maybe Marky Mark's team of the year. That's always been rolling. Been enjoying that segment as well. Hopefully he has a tear update for us in another episode. But hey, look, the big one, page performer of the year. Here it is. We'll be waiting for it. Look, I I feel like I've spent a whole hour on this segment already. Page performer of the year. It was a close vote. All the votes came in. Uh, you know, we, we all voted one pastry crumb each. So the the winner will be eating pastries with the crumbs we used to vote for the Pastry Performer of the Year Award. This has been an award. We've given a great prestige since 2017. Uh, I don't remember who I've given it to every single year. I'm pretty sure 2017 was like Antonio Brown. 2018... I'm pretty sure I gave it to Todd Gurley. I'm oh. pretty sure I gave it to him. Yeah. 2019. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. 2018 was Mahomes. That's right. That's right. I couldn't get... 2019, my boy Lamar. Yeah. 2018 was Mahomes. 2019, Lamar. So pretty much like NFL MVP. It was pretty much consistent with that. 2020, I, I think I... I did put those ones up. That was Rogers and TJ Watt. I'm pretty sure I put them both as co-MVPs. Um, 2021, last year that was. I think I put Cooper Cup as my page performer of the year. This year to join as the sixth annual page performer of the year, I'm going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes his second page performer of the year award in a very, very controversial decision. I know there's a lot of deserving guys. Other guys that got votes included Jalen Hurts, as we mentioned, Justin Jefferson, who yeah. also got a pastry perform of the year, uh, Nick Bosa for defensive purposes. We've got to include some defensive guys in our voting. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that deserved it. It essentially came down to flip of this coin that I'm holding my hand. Between Hertz and Mahomes, it was it was very very tight. It was tighter than a tight end at this point. That's how tight <laughs> the voting was. We had we had it all 
it, it came down to the very final week of the season, but I think Mahomes deserves it. He's been on a tear. What he does, is, it's just normal for him, but for any other quarterback, if he's seen as a breakout season, best season in the league. I think he outplayed Hurts for a lot of the season. Hurts was definitely front runner at the start and towards the end of his season before he got injured. Yeah. But then Mahomes, I think after that injury, he's taken it away. So Patrick Mahomes, well-deserved page performer of the year. Jamin Hurts coming in second. Justin Jefferson in third in our voting. Nick Bosa in fourth. And fifth place, got to give Mike Parsons a shout out there. I'm not a hater. Don't worry. Top five, definitely. So, look, there's my top five patient performers of the season. Bit of a controversial way to finish the show. Yeah. I know, but if you guys got any thoughts, you know, just leave them. Uh, just let me know right now, you boys. How, what do you think? Taylor's got a thought. I heard him groan. <laughs> That wasn't a yeah. groan. That was a car behind me, just like whatever the hell it was doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't just going, oh? <laughs> I hate it. That, that was about the Nick that, Bosa call. That's what it was. <laughs> no, nah, that was the noise I made back in the day when Manjob said that Pat Mahomes wasn't a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. Look, I, <laughs> so I'll take See, there's another bold prediction I made on the spot without thinking about it. I just, <laughs> I thought there was a regression coming, but a 5,000 yard year, a 45 touchdown year. I, I don't care. You boys might as well dump water on me whenever you see me. I, I don't care. I think I deserve it. Just you reserve that for when you meet that Taylor. Night. That's what I think is when you yeah. and Taylor meet the first time, he should get to dump water on you because he's brought this up at well, yeah. and he's been well, hammering you on this all year. He punched me in the face when he first meets me, apparently. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he went, he went absolutely incredible. I, I think Tyreek Hill is just as good as well. He probably deserves... A, he probably deserved the top 10 finish in page performance of the year, to be honest. That's the way. So both sides won that trade 100%. I think, look, Mahomes, just Mahomes. He's doing Mahomes things. I think eventually voter fatigue might catch up to him like we've seen NBA now. Giannis, he's not going to win an MVP because of voter fatigue for a while. I think LeBron as well, Curry as well. They're not going to win MVP for a while. But look... I hope Mahomes doesn't suffer from that. I think this guy by far away, definitely the best football player on the planet right now. I think one day when he retires, he'll retire as the GOAT. There's there's no way I'm going to dispute this. I, I think the way he's going, the trajectory is going, the first five seasons in the league, Patrick Mahomes, already he can be seen as a GOAT. He can be seen in the GOAT conversation. I know that's very premature, but what I've seen... I think he's definitely inspiring another generation to go out there throw football like him. So, go conversation. I'll go put him in there. Second page performer of the year award. Don't think Tom Brady's won one. So, look, Tom Brady, you got a lot to catch up on. We probably have to do some retrospective ones just so you can catch up on it. But look, come on, man. We got to give Mahomes his props, go conversation, page performer of the year, second time in his career after 2018. The four-year hiatus is over. Patrick Mahomes on top of the page performer crown again. I was just going to say, like, the, the reason this makes sense is because of what just came up. The fact that, you know, Manjot 
took a bold call by saying that he wasn't going to be a top 10 quarterback in fantasy. And and people actually understood that because the fact he lost Tyreek Hill and there, there was an expectation yeah. that his offense was going to fall by the wayside. And, yeah. you know, people were picking them not to win the, the division and pe- picking them to get maybe even get last in the division. It was just crazy at the start of the year because everyone thought the Raiders and the Broncos were going to take that step forward, which they didn't. And in the end, like Mahomes just didn't miss a beat. He just found a way to just piece it together with everyone else. Like he just found, he, he hit all his receivers for 40 or 50 yards every single game. It didn't seem like one of his receivers would ever blow up for like 100, 150 yards, but you'd still look at the box score at the end of the day and Mahomes has 350 yards and three touchdowns. And it's just been spread across his entire sort of receiving core mm, or it just yeah. went to Kelsey. So, you know, it, it was absolutely amazing what he was able to do this year. And look, Andy Reid has to take some credit as well because like, a lot of people just thought they were going to they were going to struggle with, with losing Tyreek Hill and they still found a way to have, if not the same, but better offense this year than they've had in the last few years. So I think they both deserve a lot of credit this year and Mahomes is easily the MVP and, uh, and well done for winning the uh, pastry of the year. Yeah. Look, he deserves it. Probably going to do an all-pastry team as well and good at Gridiron this week, hopefully, if Ian lets me do it. We have a lot going on there. But if I can get up an all-pastry team, that will be good. You know, definitely better all-pro. We all know that because pastry is... 200%. Yeah, you get pastries, whereas all-pro, you just got some statue or something. Whereas you get get a lot of pastries if you win an all-pastry. But if you win pastry performer of the year, you deserve way more. If you win one of these individual awards, man, you deserve you deserve a lifetime of pastries at this point. Just- I have to ask you two quick things. One, um, who's got your pastry for fantasy analyst of the year award? Because I, I can't imagine this is another one where Taylor wins fucking everything. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Look, it's been tough because <laughs> so so my reasoning is I think I think all of us Definitely bring it in a way. I, I think Maddie's been carrying our social media. To be honest, I think I think that's that's that doesn't mean it's been right. good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you still you're still putting it out. You're still putting out more content than the rest of us combined. So look, he's been carrying out our social medias a ton this year. You know, especially since Pastry Press was banned from collaborating. I think yeah. Maddie's definitely been carrying <laughs> he's been carrying the load there for us. Uh Taylor, he has the boldest calls in fantasy football yeah. out of anyone. I think I think a lot of, look, he's faced a ton of, you know, ton of hate from people. Uh definitely myself as well. You know, I faced tough hate recently from yeah. all the bowl calls I've been doing. So look, I, I respect the hell of our Taylor, especially getting my own perspective out of all the hate that he might face from all these bulk calls. I think look and Mark, you know, introducing a new perspective to fantasy for our show. Yeah, fantasy analyst of the year. This is tough. Look, I've given yeah. you all reasons. I think you know, Mark, he deserves a ton of credit, you know, being the new guy here. I mean, even newer than me, because I'm I'm even the new guy here, the way I've been going. Um, but look, it's gonna to be tough. I'm gonna to rule myself out so there's no bias, so it's not gonna be me out of you three. Oh, I can't choose, man. I it, it's just too hot. It's just too hot, but I know who it should I be. Reckon, 
I reckon it's got to be Taylor, right? Yes, like, of course. Wins, he, he wins every league. Yes. He just he, he has the boldest calls. He talks shit. I mean, I think after that Jefferson call the the couple yeah. of weeks ago, I think a hundred percent. I don't care if it was Taylor or Doctor Goodcall or whatever, whatever name yeah. it was. That 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 entire person in being in Wollongong deserves the patient follow for fantasy analyst of the year. I think there's no other way that you can give it to anyone else. There's no disrespect to the other three M's on the show, uh, but the T went yeah. here, and that's Taylor. He's greater than M, and I, I just don't know how anyone else could be in the race, to be honest. It's a one-horse race, hey? Um, I was yeah. setting it up to make sure that you got a pacer instead of having more useless statues and trinkets around your house. Now you'll, now you'll get a pastry, mate. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm down a room on that, uh, that trophy cabinet, mate, so... Yeah. I, I was thinking about putting the pastry up on a nice little trophy, but instead I might just uh, ruin my diet uh, and uh, just have one of those bad boys. I'm, PPP, I'm man. Very good thing, so I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to it. But, but thank, thanks, Hates, for the kind words. Honestly, man, Jolt, like I, I, I absolutely love this. Like whether I was doing well or whether I was doing great or anything in between, like I would just keep doing it because it is so fun and, and I love sort of – you know, brings uh, putting some time aside uh, during my days just to, to, to think to think about who I'm going to be putting out there as a bold call this week, and and looking through the stats, to, through the weeds to find a, a guy that's on a on a waiver wire that no one's really looking at, and and generally, I think all, doing all that stuff for the show also helps me in my leagues as well. So yeah. again, I I don't just do it for myself though. If anyone's listening and and they can take anything out of it, then that's all I really care about is is helping the people. So mm. thanks a lot for the kind words. Well, let's clear some space here now for Dr. Goodcall and Taylor to, to wrap up their part of the season. Um, it has been a terrific year for pastries. Manjot, thank you for all that you've done for us. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I still haven't met Taylor in real life. So. Oh, no. Take your licks when you hit them, like they say in Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Man, shot. Yeah, it's been rough. Aussie. The amount of hatred I've built up in this, in this start of the week segment. I, I just want to be punching him in the face. NFL. No, I just have weird-ass nightmares or dreams or whatever of me, like, punching Taylor in the face for some reason. I don't know. Fantasy. If I win in Stars of the Week this week, everyone's got to head down to Federation Square, light everything up, (laughs) and and just absolutely cheer me on. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I'm getting cancelled at this point. Oh, boy. You're banned for a week from this podcast. (laughs) Is DeAndre Swift still allowed in this segment?